Today we are continuing on the subject that we started last week, which is hearing God clearly when comes time to make decisions in your business or in your ministry. Stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to this episode of Thrive 1110. My name is Bold Care I'm your host. And uh, last week we started a subject um, that is about hearing God clearly so that we can make decisions, so that we can make the best decisions in our business, in our ministry, actually even in our personal life, because this is of the utmost importance. If we consider ourselves as followers of Christ, as actually stewards of whatever God has put in our hands, be it a business or a ministry or even our family and our time, just uh, reminds me of this book uh, by Lauren Jackson called After the Faith Decision, All Else is Stewardship. Um, the book is, is, the title is After the Faith Decision, All Else is Stewardship by Lauren Jackson. So, um, so let me continue here. I'll try. So as stewards, we know that it belongs to God. And if we put ourselves in that position, the first thing that we really want to understand and know is what God is saying to us about going, um, um, dealing with the business, dealing with the ministry, dealing with our family, dealing with our time, dealing with everything you want in our life, um, how God wants us to go about all of these things. And that's what we've been talking um, about um, in the past episode, and we're continuing on in this episode. And I have with me uh, Ray Borg, who is helping us on that. He is someone that I love, that I respect, that I appreciate. He's like a father to me. He's, he's, he's had so much influence on my life, and I'm really honored to have him with us again today for this second part of Hearing God Clearly. Welcome again, Ray, for this second part. Good to be part. with you again, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, so we know that there's, there's a lot to cover, um, and uh, we don't want to rush through it, so we're going to dive right in. And um, the last time we really saw how important it was to really uh, be attentive to what Holy Spirit is saying. And we saw examples, David, Moses, and the people of Israel getting ready to uh, take possession of the promised land, and uh, that God was actually um, um, seeing the big picture here, uh, big picture that sometimes or oftentimes we, or maybe that we never see. So, Ray, as we continue on with this subject um, and the question that many people have, including myself, how can we make sure that we are hearing God clearly and that something that we might be hearing is not another voice? You know, I remember years ago, and I actually had it taped in my Bible for many years, recognizing that there's often three voices primarily. One is the voice of God. One is the voice of self and our own desires, and one is the voice of the enemy. And I know that in my journey with the Lord was beginning to recognize the differences of them. Sometimes I would say that I'm still not too good about the voice of God and self, because sometimes self rises up and kind of um, distracts. But the voice of the enemy, I think sometimes we um, are stopping to ask the Lord a question. And often it's about the tone in the response. 
father is tender and loving and kind in his um, instructions to us. He's very gracious. Um, and and the enemy is always um, kind of condemning. There's a sharpness that would often would be with his tone, a uh, sense of condemnation or guilt, belittling, making us sense uh, of feeling very small. And so I know that those are the three voices I've had to learn over the seasons of my life to just recognize and to parse out and to say, okay, no, that's the enemy. As scripture talks about, it says, test the spirits. It's just recognizing, okay, Lord, whose voice am I really hearing? But I know that um, I've been watching bold. One of the things I'm beginning to see, which stirs my heart, is that there's an increased desire in the body of Christ across denominations in wanting to hear the voice of the Lord. And I think that is so critical, as you've mentioned already, in these days to just, Lord, we need to see the larger picture. And, you know, for me, it flows out of an intimacy with the Lord. We can't just expect to hear the voice of the Lord just as as if we jumped on a bike for the first (laughs) time and think we can just ride it. Mm -hmm. There is a practice that needs to happen as we begin to do it. And so as we begin to do it, I think part of it is is taking the time and setting aside time to actually hear. Often we want to rush through our devotional time, but actually taking the time, and for me it's been part of my journey in the last year or so, is I take out a little book, and it's my journal, and I'll ask the Lord, is there anything you want to say to me today? And I write out what I sense Him saying. And then I kind of weigh it up, Lord. Is that kind of you? Does that kind of have a tenderness to it? Um, one of the things I feel often people feel like as the Lord begins to speak to them, there's this sense of urgency. Mm. And God's timing so different than ours. And that's always a check for me if I sense an urgency to run and do something. Because mm-hmm. in most cases, that isn't really the situation. In his larger picture, there are other things that, he wants us to do. And um, as we begin to sense the Lord speaking to us those things, I always, this is just me, I ask the Lord for a better sense of it. I ask him some more questions mm. so I can get a sense of the bigger picture. So just so that I, Lord, is that really from you? One of the things I often do is I'll say, Father, can you give me a scriptural example mm. that will highlight the principle? Because, you know, when God speaks, he never violates his principles in his word or his character. So I'll go back and say, Father, is there some scripture that you want to um, confirm that with me? And so sometimes he'll bring something to remembrance, or other times, actually, he'll give me a, a, a text, a scripture reference that I don't recall, unfortunately. Mm. And as I look it up, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even know that existed. And then suddenly it applies to me in a whole different way. And so I will check, okay, Lord, that's one way. And then I'll say, Father, can you continue to confirm it? Even in my devotional time, suddenly the Lord will speak to me um, through his word also and suddenly bring a revelation. You know those times when you're listening to somebody preach or you're reading something and it suddenly strikes you. Oh, that's really different. I hadn't seen it that way before. 
you know what? That's the Lord showing us something and nudging us through the process. Just, just like I heard you uh, speak in the show of Dave and Rev, let's talk money. That really was sealing it to me that this show Thrive Eleven Ten was to happen. Sorry for interrupting. No, you. no, that's right. Because that's a good example. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes we may have heard things over and over, but suddenly we hear it in a new light, and that's because the Lord's putting a light on it and beginning to show us something um, in a different context that is meaningful that actually resonates in our spirit in our heart uh, that's one of the things that um, is also a, an important point for me is do i have a peace and a settledness uh, about what i sense the lord speaking to me the more significant of revelation from him with regard to a decision i also look for confirmation from other voices hmm. people who i might trust and i have high respect you know moses's um, father-in-law jethro said the same thing you know what you are doing with all the people and rendering judgment you need to look for men who are fear of the, walking in the fear of the lord men of truth with men of wisdom and wise counsel and so the lord speaks there is wisdom in the multitude of counsel and i have learned over my life and my journey that sometimes my own desires can get in the way of hearing the Lord. Mm. So I will go back to, uh, I have a, a few friends who I have journeyed with, some of them for 20 years, oh. who are what I call my accountability partners. So if there's a significant decision and I'm praying and asking the Lord and I feel him speaking, I'll run it by them. Or if I... Sometimes, you know, if, you, if this is part of your faith tradition, have had a prophetic word come uh, or a dream, because the Lord speaks often to me in dreams, I will share it with them. I will email and say, what are your thoughts? Mm. And then I give them some time. And sometimes we have a dialogue. They may ask me more questions about it to gain some understanding. I remember uh, maybe a few months ago having a dream that was so impacting to me and um, I was like, Lord, is that some of the future? And then my friend said, Ray, test the spirit. Mm. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Mm. So I released it back to the Lord and said, Lord, I don't know if this is you, but I give it back to you. And Father, if that is part of what it is you're speaking to me, can you confirm it? But otherwise, I release it to you and I'm not going to carry it mm. unless you're going to give me some understanding about it. And suddenly, I was released from it. Mm. It was the weirdest sensation, because I mm. think I was feeling a weightiness from it. Um, and so I was like, okay, that was the word of the Lord, test the spirit. And then other times, I know I have felt a dream. You know, a few years ago, I, I made a decision, and the Lord was calling me to set aside some time from him. And I know you know this story, but I, I had a dream. I was visiting friends in Dallas. I had this dream, and the Lord uh, spoke about my work situation, very detailed, which was very fascinating. I shared it with my colleague. A few weeks later, she, we walked out of a meeting that had thrown us off, and she looks at me and she says, that was part of your dream. Mm. And we saw the unfolding of it. So that was confirmational, okay, God. But I knew there was another part of the dream that hadn't been fulfilled, but I, was, I wasn't running with it because you never want to run ahead of God in what he is building and establishing. Mm. And so it was like, okay, Lord. And then I had another dream, and it was like, okay, now's the time. Mm. 
And then six weeks later, before I actually acted on the decision and moved forward with it, and even walking it out and being obedient to the call, at one point I really struggled. You know, we get tested when we hear from the Lord and we are walking it out in obedience. Mm-hmm. He tests us sometimes. And I was tested and I was discouraged. And um, I, I finally just said, Lord, if this is you, I need another confirmation. Mm. And I said, Lord, I'm asking in this situation, which I rarely do, but I said, Lord, I need $1,000 mm. given to us as a sign that you would do that. <laughs> well, a week later, two checks came in the mail for $500. <laughs> and I knew that I knew that the Lord is saying, you need to keep on and hold steady. That's and one of the people said they, they had sat on that check for some weeks, mm. but suddenly felt prompted to do it because it was the timing of the Lord to release it, to encourage mm. me to continue to move on. And so I know that we all want to grow in here, and I encourage everybody to do that. Write out what you sense him saying. Don't run with it. Weigh it up. Ask for confirmations. Let the Lord speak further. Ask more questions to understand it, and um, allow it to settle into your heart and spirit, and then see what God begins to do mm. as he begins to give further birth to it. Wow. Wow. That's... that's uh, no. It's it. You said you said you gave us many many tips here on how to really position ourselves to hear God clearly, like not being rushed, having like growing this intimacy with Him, writing down whatever we sense coming from Him, and and really weighing it out. And 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 you also mentioned a group an accountability mm-hmm. group that you have. And I know many times, especially uh, as it is a case for small businesses, um, ministries might be a bit different. Uh, and some types of churches where there's no board, the leaders are kind of on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some cases, especially in the cases of uh, businesses, those leaders sometimes even get to a, to a given level of success, like envisioning things and running with whatever they sense they need to do and, and making decisions on their own. And, and, and in, in some cases, they've even seen some level of success. But what I'm hearing is that maybe it's, it's a good thing, even if we're a small business, to have a little group around us, like mm-hmm. some people that we can talk about things related to our business, decisions or questions that we might have and answers that we think we receive from God to test that with a small group, even on the business side of things, rather than being uh, alone and, mm-hmm. and, and walking this journey of uh, trying to hear God just on our own. And you gave a really great example of how uh, in this case, you were told like to test the spirit, mm-hmm. and uh, and as you did that, something just lifted away from from your shoulders, and uh, and that was actually the word to test the spirit. <laughs> you know, you you made a, an interesting point, bold. Mm-hmm. I I do sit on some advisory committees mm-hmm. or advisory boards. 
for businesses who actually um, want to have some accountability and to have other voices speaking into the business and to spend a bit of time praying and seeking to learn discerning together. Um, and so, you know what, even if you just have a couple people you trust mm-hmm. that you know of wisdom and have um, some ability to discern and hear the voice of the Lord, it's great to get pe- together. It doesn't have to be, you know, like every month or every quarter, just, you know, half a, t- half a year can go by and you can do that. Or when you sense that you're making significant decisions and you just want some other input and voices, I think there's wisdom in that process. Mm. Um, I, I walk alongside a, a co-founder of an international uh, multi-million dollar company and um, she will text me at different places uh, from different nations um, to say, can you pray? Do you have any sense of things? Um, you know what? It's being open to have a teachable heart and say, like David did, mm. inquiring continually of the Lord. Praise God. And you know, sometimes that can be difficult. Obviously, if you're married, I, I'm assuming one of the first uh, persons that you want to... <laughs> you want to bring these things to is is your spouse whether husband or wife depending on on uh, what gender you are but um i i know that sometimes one of the difficulties or one of maybe the lies of the enemy could be to to say to business owners or even ministry leaders that maybe their spouse or or maybe people that they trust that are around them can't understand their business or their ministry settings and situations and therefore can't really give them advice that is going to to uh, to help them forward with the business or the ministry etc and that would be a that would be a mistake from what i'm, I'm understanding yes and i've learned that by experience because <laughs> yeah. it really tests the issues of your heart i remember a situation where i wondered from the lord um whether this was of him I shared it with my wife. She didn't grasp it. She didn't understand it. She wasn't there yet. And so I had to trust the Lord that the Lord would speak to her also. Mm. So what it did was that we would begin to pray. I would pray that the Lord would speak to her and confirm it. If not, I need to be. And once we then actually brought it to some friends, to a friend, and they had no witness with it either at Mm. that point. So it was like, Lord, is that really you? And sometimes it's about timing. Mm. There's a timing in God that sometimes we, he needs to do something in our lives and he needs to do something in situations. He needs to create, like for a business, a niche for us. Um, he, he brings everything into order. could be the finances, could be the staff and key employees, businesses and ministries as well. And so um, I remember carrying that vision as I looked back over it for a year Mm. till finally there was an affirmation in my wife's heart and an affirmation in friends who just said yes. Mm. And then they were able to speak into it and say, we think this is how the Lord's going to orchestrate. But it was a test of me (laughs) to carry it bold for a, a year that that was what the Lord spoke, but it wasn't yeah. something I was supposed to act on. In my heart, mm-hmm. I wanted to run with it. Yeah, but it was something that you had to keep and, and wait and until God does all what he needed to do in your heart, in other people's heart. Yes. Situation. That's, uh, <laughs> I hope you're really taking notes 
maybe you're driving and you cannot be taking notes right now, make sure you go back and listen again to uh, this show and the previous one as we started this subject on hearing God clearly, uh, the previous episode. You'll be richly blessed and I believe it has the power to transform your life and the situations you're in right now as you tune in and, and make sure that uh, uh, you, you do the necessary things to hear clearly from God. No, Ray, there's, there's a question that is burning in, in my mind um, and that I'm sure many people would have as well. No, in the Bible, we see examples where God is speaking and telling people to, de- to do things that look foolish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Telling pe- people to do things that look foolish, that don't have anything to do with really rational thinking and, and, and sound mind, uh, human. And, and, and sometimes that can be really confusing. And again, I know that you've already given us tips to, to, to know if it is God or our voice or the voice of the enemy. But I'd like you, if you can maybe talk to this point a little bit. For example, Gideon, who was to face an, an incredible army of, of thousands, and yet God asked him to go with only 300 or so soldiers to, mm-hmm. to face this giant army. Elderly soldiers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember in my personal life, there was a time um, when, uh, when I, 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 I had finished studying not a long time ago, and uh, I was in a situation here in Canada where it was really tough. Um, I thought I had uh, the legal right to stay here, but I actually didn't have the right to stay here. And I went to church one day. Um, the only thing that I had in my name to speak so was $50. And that was in my pocket, that $50. And, um, and that day at church, um, because I could not work, I was just waiting for my situation to come back to the normal because I didn't want to work under the table, etc., so I only had $50 in my pocket waiting for my situation to be, uh, to be okay. And during the offering, Holy Spirit tells me, I, I want you to give the $50. <laughs> and I'm like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not possible. And I finally did it. And I saw the wonderful things that happened after that. I don't have time to go into that right now. But yeah, there are times like that when... Maybe God will ask you to do something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. How do you discern? <laughs> you know, I've had some of those situations in my life too. You know, um, a sense of leaving a six-figure salary income and quitting and not knowing what I was going to do. Mm. People just thought I was nuts. <laughs> um, and and yet, I knew that I knew that I knew that that was what the Lord was saying. And you know, part of it was walking it out. Um for a bit of a season, but in those moments too where you feel the nudge of the Spirit of the Lord, you know that sometimes He's stretching us, and it goes beyond our comprehension. You know, I think the Lord gives us little tests about some of those kinds of things. Um, And you know what? I think as we feel that and we want to grow in our obedience, we step out and do those things. You know, sometimes we'll miss it. That's okay. We just dust ourselves off and we get back up again and do it. Other times we just take the time and let it settle into our hearts. Is there a piece about it? Is there a sense of yes? 
you know, in the one situation, my wife, she was like, yep, I think this is true. Others were kind of more tentative, just they weren't saying no, <laughs> but I I knew that the Lord was stretching me and had to take me another journey that I couldn't learn um, unless I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, there's kind of unusual. I, I announced that I was, I was resigning and they said, what are you going to do? I said, I have no idea. And they all kind of looked at me and senior management, you know, <laughs> and they're all kind of looking kind of crazy as I shared this with them. But then one of my colleagues came to me, and he said by himself, somebody I respected who said, you know what, I'm envious of you, mm. because you're daring to step out to the unknown, and you're not handcuffed <laughs> oh, wow. in any sense, but <laughs> you can be where you want to be. Wow. And so I thought, isn't that interesting? I would least expect it from him, but for me, it was another confirmation that came out of left field. Mm. What prompted him to seek me out was not like we were friends or anything to just say that. Um, and for me to look at, it, I felt bad for him that mm. he had been stuck in that place, mm. looking then that he was going to have to be retired. And I just knew I needed to be obedient to the Lord, even when I had no answers mm. about what was going to do. And so just walking in that sense of knowing. And, you know, sometimes it's like taking baby steps. I know there was a cost to it, but it's like, Lord, I guess I can get another job again sometime too, and growing in your confidence to hear the voice of the Lord. <laughs> and it's not easy. It's not but the, it's part of our character shaping, which I think is the most critical piece of recognizing that sometimes the Lord is silent or the Lord is asking us to do something, and that's about growing our character. And that's... Uh... This this is really a huge one, especially for me, because uh, yeah, sometimes God will ask you to just think and do things like that make sense, that are rational, and ask you to weigh options and make a decision mm-hmm. depending on which option gives you the, the the most like positive outcomes, like rationally or humanly speaking, if I can say so. And other times it'll be something where He's totally stretching you, and 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 uh, wow. <laughs> okay, this is. But you said something that 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 really really spoke uh, again loud in my heart is is the fact that um, it can happen that we make mistakes and that we actually do something thinking we heard and we didn't hear. In those times, we just get back up and and continue. And this is 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 really putting our trust in God. God loves us, even mm-hmm. if we fail. Even if we make mistakes, he is still there. His grace is still there. And he'll show us the way forward if we want to go back and sit and listen and learn from what went wrong. Like, why did I think I heard uh, the past, the previous time, and, and it ended up not being his voice? And the, and we also learn this way to, to, to recognize God, God's voice, I, I think. Um, wow, we, we're getting close to the end here. It's, <laughs> time goes so fast and and uh uh Ray, I know I know that you had you had we were talking you had an example with Samuel if if you if you can take maybe just a, a few seconds to share with us that example what striked you in that example of Samuel yeah, before I, we end okay I, you know what i was thinking of first samuel 16 where samuel went to anoint the next king to replace Saul and he knew that he was supposed to go to Jesse, so he had part of the instruction. He didn't have the rest. Mm. So he was to go and have sacrifice with Jesse, and he arrives, 
and Jesse presents his oldest son. And so uh, in Samuel's mind, okay, this is the one, Lord, this is the one you've chosen. And the Lord says to him, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So the Lord sees things differently than we do sometimes. Our responsibility is to ask him, how does he see it? And so you see Samuel wrestling, and Jesse brings all the, the, his sons up, and Samuel's like, uh, it's not any of these. And then Jesse's like, oh yeah, that's right, I've got one young son who's out there tending the sheep. I'll go get him. So David arrives. This is the one. So he anoints him on the spot there. Mm. So sometimes we we get bits of pieces of information, mm-hmm. and then we need to walk that out, and then mm-hmm. the Lord gives us the next piece. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So that's it for today, folks. We are out of time. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we're blessing you as you walk on this journey of hearing God clearly. Uh, reach out to us with your comments, questions. And uh, I'm Bull Kerry. I've been with Ray from uh, Financial Discipleship Canada and notmine.ca. If you want to get a hold of him, you can get a hold of him through these two channels, Financial Discipleship Canada and notmine.ca. See you next week, same time, same hour on CHRI. Thank you. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.